to reflect the indigenous dwellings of the people that originally inhabited this area, the Miami, and their uh, original dwelling was a wigwam, which was usually made out of materials that they could find near them, uh, trees that were bent over, uh, the cladding was shingled in some way, either tree bark or reed mats. And so what we've done here is to uh, make a steel structure out of steel rebar, uh, steel cladding, and it's shingled uh, to reflect that, that similar uh, way of building. And so I hope you enjoy the space. Uh, there doesn't have a specific intended use, and people should be able to enjoy it however they like. You know, we were here earlier today, yes. and we commented on this, and we fucked up the recording. I fucked up the recording. <laughs> we did. And uh, I thought coming back, I would have maybe a different feeling about it, but I still come back to the statement. There's a blasé attitude towards the materiality of the structure that wasn't there when these early wigwams were built. And, and I, I just feel that the structure, the form is not enough, that it needs to be more intentional in terms of material selection. I'll say I feel it could be more connected to Cummins or the local community. I mean, we're looking at the structure now, and I can see across the way there's a, a wonderfully tiled facade on uh, those bay windows that look like it uses slate mm -hmm. as a material. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it needs to be slate. I mean, it would think certainly be more expensive to do. But I'm saying we're nestled in trees, not saying it has to be bark, but just the kind of very non-intentional use of the materials. I think you used the word casual. Last casual, time casual. Kind of a casual attitude. Yeah, like it could have been anything. Why does it have to be expanded metal mesh? Is that the simplest thing to use as a way of kind of conveying, uh, very conveying the form? I mean, could you use something else? Is there something? My, my, my recollection when Chris presented this was that he either said copper or he said something like it could be a copper type perforated material. I mean, I think his intention all along was that it be perforated, that there'd be light filtering through, because it's, again, the filter, the same sort of attitude towards light filtering through the trees as, as this has. You know, I think part, one of the tasks of Exhibit Columbus was to not only be about making, about placemaking and making spaces for people to think about, but also to engage with the manufacturing history of this region. And so using, doing metalwork or using something like, like a, a Advanced manufacturing for something like cutting of these panels, I think, is totally appropriate to that intent. And I think that using rebar is kind of ha is analogous to the idea of using trees. I love the piece because I love the notion of heart of thinking about history. And maybe this ties us into the bi architecture biennial in Chicago in some way. I loved immediately when Chris presented this project. I was taken by the idea of talking about the people who lived here before we became the United States of America discovered by Christopher Columbus after whom this city is named, right? That there was an indigenous population here and that if we're talking about where Columbus came from and where it goes to, we shouldn't just start with the white people. We need to start way back. Yeah, but this town was also named Titonia. Yes. So it wasn't really initially Columbus. No. Um, it was branded Columbus. For what reason, I don't know. I think, well, for me, some of the problems with it is that the model is a better expression of the idea oh, than absolutely. the built form. The model is so There compelling. was two entries, yeah. uh, and now there's only one entry. And it, it would seem that I, I, would, I would gather that it's a little bit more complicated given the, the, steel, substru <laughs> the steel structure to kind of do two. So maybe that was a limitation that might have found been a limitation. In, in, yeah. In, yeah. In, during the fabrication process. 
But the one thing that's unforgivable for me is the materiality, the kind of blasé attitude towards the materiality, and without a doubt, the, what did you call it again? The top? The regalia. The regalia is fatally flawed. The regalia is not nearly as good as it should be. The regalia on the model was was more interesting, and the way that Chris described it in the presentation as the regalia is not quite something that I've finished thinking about yet, and something through the process will inform more of what that regalia should be. Going back to the notion of what regalia is, which is a, a signifier of a certain status or a certain idea you're trying to get across, and using regalia as a way to a decorative way to present that status. Right, and the one thing about it is that your eye, the form draws your eye up words through the sky through the canopy of trees and it is unfinished it's unrewarding it's when you get unrewarding to the top. Yeah. it's unfinished yeah. i mean i first thing i was expecting was something along hey duckian hey duckian you know and i think the model kind of it starts to express yes. some of that yeah. that connection that reinforcing mm-hmm. connection back to uh, native peoples that would have you know grounded it but yeah i'm a little disappointed because i i love this one and i want to love it more right. and i think it's a it's a decent execution. I just wanted it to be a little bit... I expect more when I see something so well conceived. I expect more in the finishing. The other really... The notable aspect of the model that I noticed today as we just walked by it in the storefront on the street is um, the shingled skin was more three-dimensional. Yeah. So the fold, the plates were folded. Can, there was yeah. a... there was a. It wasn't just a, a sleek skinning. It was a dimensional layering of perforated material of some sort that just gave it more, less of a smoothness. And I think that the smoothness right now is not yeah. doing it any favors. I still feel like it looks kind of like a deer haunch. I look at it and I think it looks like a haunch. That word just comes to mind, like a haunch. And maybe yeah. now, especially because the rusting is starting to set in, yeah. I think as it rusts more and as at the same time the leaves around it turn orange, it's going to be pretty spectacular. Yeah, right now with, it in, with shadow of the tree canopy it's yeah. hard to discern the actual shapes of the yeah. of the tiling yeah. so it, yeah. it kind of yeah. renders it in a, in a uniform surface mm-hmm. so I think yeah if it had been and to me from a construction standpoint it seems rather easy to kind of fabricate into some of the rebar some standoffs to kind of give you that dimensionality so that the panels can actually rest on something that pulls it away well, that that would have been one approach or i think it could and we're getting deep into the tectonics now but yeah. the, the other thing would be to bend the panels yeah, and bend i don't think the simple. panels are bent no. and i don't know that it is simple to bend expanded metal mesh that's the that's the problem i mean i know there's brake machines that will bend a plate but i don't know if you can do the same with the expanded i think metal you mesh. i think you can I, I, yeah I and mean, we are getting down we're, into yeah. the weeds of this but i think where the consideration at the edges of the, where this thing, where, mm-hmm. where the panels come down towards the ground, I think you're seeing where certain failings come in. And mm-hmm. is it, this is what you do when you're creating this kind of architecture. You're experimenting. And, exactly. And you find out where, where yeah. the edges, of, the limitations yep. of your yep. ideas are. And they have fabric netting to keep people out from climbing under and kids would absolutely climb in there and they would get cut to they shreds. They slice themselves open, yep. Yeah. <laughs> they would cut, be cut so to shreds. It's so an ex- it's an experiment. It's, I and think the using the rubber on the interior is another problematic thing. I mean, again, if you want to, you could have easily thatched that with some kind of natural material that would have been, you know. Well, so that, yeah, I, I actually love it because it's black. And it puts me in the mind of burning things and charcoal and burnt, you know, the, the embers of the fire dying down. 
but and it is recycled uh, tire material is what it is. Recycled Which is a rubber. Horrible material to be using well, in, it's, in construction. It's, it feels very not natural, exactly in a way that I'm not sure if I. And if it's the toxic. Blackness, you know, people are sitting down in that toxic pool yeah, of I guess shit. That, that may be true. <laughs> but I mean, isn't that what they make playground surfaces out of? Not anymore. Not doing okay. that anymore. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, specifically for that reason. For that reason. Yeah. Well. They're using other. They're finding other uses in other materials. Now. Well, the nice thing is, just a moment ago, as Ken and I sat down, there was a young girl in there playing a guitar. A guitar, I think. Yeah. And then she picked up her skateboard and zipped off. But yeah. it was lovely her sitting in there, <laughs> playing the music in the space and yeah. hearing it filter out. That was actually a very beautiful moment. So, I I do love it, and I do think it has some shortcomings, but I love it nonetheless. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's why I said that. You know, I think yeah. my expectations are so high that. You wanted to yeah. reach and kind of aspire, so yeah. But nonetheless, very good and very much not a dirty earth mound. Not a not a, not a mound of mud. In not sod. a mound of mud. 